What's more refreshing than spring rain? What's more entertaining than watching clouds move? Or more fun than a big box of isobars? Look no further. Welcome to the Weather Jazz Podcast. Here's Andre. Andre. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and periodically some interesting off-topic episodes. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 338 for Monday, June 20th, 2022. And yes, I am back in the saddle again after about a week of being under the weather, so to speak. And fortunately, things are improving day by day. Uh, However, not 100%, but uh, certainly much closer to 100% compared to just about a week or even just a handful of days ago. It was actually a very wonderful time to reset, to basically take care of myself, and to give some thought on perhaps what season three of Weather Jazz will look like. Because the more and more I think about it, the more I think that season two may be coming to a conclusion And all really precipitated by the fact that, if you remember, and I posted the video on weatherjazz.com with the most recent episode, I think it was number 337, where one of my very favorite audio duos, Mike and Isabella Russell, suddenly announced that a very popular program that they had been doing for five years, Free Jingle Friday on YouTube, that they were suspending the program and hoping to maybe do something a little more fresh because it had become for them, and in their own words, a little on the stale side and maybe not quite as fun and as exciting as it had been in the past. And they were able to express something that I had trouble expressing in that very thing. Not to say that I don't enjoy doing this, I do. Uh, However, there really needs to be a certain synergy so that when I come up with the program, you are as excited about the topic as I am. And it's important for me to do that very thing. So it might be a good time as uh, perhaps we head uh, closer to September or October to think about concluding season two because this is our second season, and think about what season three might look like to breathe some new life into weather jazz. Naturally, I'm always looking for your ideas. And my weatherjazz at yahoo.com email address is waiting for you, or the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. I'm always open to hearing from you. 
and I did have a couple of interesting suggestions. One from Alex Price, a local author whose book I'm reading right now. And as we move through Open Line Friday, I may share Alex's book. I may actually read from it. I mentioned earlier that I did get permission from him to do so. But even if I do share that book as a bit of an audio read right here on Weather Jazz, I would still highly recommend you getting the book. I provided a link to his book several episodes ago. Just scroll down, weatherjazz.com, until you see Alex's book. Well, let me give you a quick little update about June. What an interesting month that we've had so far. At least here in the Ohio Valley, we have had three 90-degree days thus far, and it looks like we will add at least one, if not two more, to that tally coming up by Wednesday of this week as the heat begins to build back in. However, even with the the heat which we've seen, we had a 90-degree day on June the 1st, and we had 95 on June 15th, and 93 on June 16th. None of them, by the way, were records. However, even with those three 90-degree days, which is one day above normal for approximately a 20-year average, we are still near normal for the month of June. Why? Well, we've had a lot of cool periods, too. The most recent happening over the weekend, we had a high temperature On Saturday of only 69 degrees, that was 8 degrees below normal. But because the overnight low on Sunday went down into the 40s, the departure from normal for Sunday was 11 degrees below normal. So we're near normal, specifically plus 1.1 degrees, but you know the mantra. If it's inside plus or minus 2, it is near normal. And the same holds true for precipitation. We are just a hair below normal at minus 0.39. But essentially, at two inches for the month, we are essentially near normal, both precip-wise and temperature-wise. Very, very interesting. We'll, of course, see where we end up. But I got a hunch that we will end up, even though we're going to have a couple of really toasty days again this week, we're probably going to end up near normal as uh, we slip back into that cooler period behind the warm air this Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, when I left you about a week ago, I mentioned that Scott Sable would be rejoining me on a Monday to talk about the dew point and the level of moisture content in the air, summertime type moisture. He did a wonderful study and a lot of research that he shared on his blog recently. So I asked him if he'd come back and share what he found with us, the Weather Jazz audience. So when we come back, my conversation with Scott Sable, morning meteorologist at WJW Television, about summertime dew points. Don't go away. All righty, Scott, guess what? What's that, Andre? You're on the hot seat again. Oh boy. I'm always on the hot seat at home here, you know, because I, I, sometimes I behave, sometimes I don't. And you know how that is. Well, uh, <laughs> I hope the heat is going to be dry heat, which is always a little more tolerable than the uh, the high humidity heat, because right. that's what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this one week ago on Monday that we'd have you back and talking about a, uh, you did a lot of digging in on 
the uh, amount of moisture, the the uncomfortability levels of summer in terms of summer humidity. Now, we all know it's essentially dew point and dew points above 70 are really stuffy. Sure. You start feeling it at 60. You did just a host. You sliced and diced this topic in so many ways. I'm just going to let you run with it. What did you find? Well, I remember last summer, and it was maybe in early August. I remember thinking to myself, you know, you, you never want your 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 bias to get in the way when you're doing some sort of uh, analysis. I'm thinking, man, it's a really humid summer. Is it just me? And what's going on? All right, well, I'm going to dig up the data, see what's up. And sure enough, back in early August, before the summer is even over, I'm going, wow, this. When you look at the, and there's a couple of websites you can do some digging on, and the number of, um, if I remember correctly, the number of hours that we spent with dew points um, uh, above 65, mm-hmm. I use 65 as the cutoff there, um, was really high. I'm thinking, wow, this is interesting. And I was looking back, and then, uh, you know, at that point, I'm like, wow, it's the fifth most humid summer. This is last year, 2021, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. since record keeping began, which would go back to the late 40s when they look at dew point. And uh, so I kind of thought about it and it was part of my, my uh, end of August um, uh, summary that I did. And so about a week ago, two weeks ago, I'm like, you know, let's look back and see, did that summer finish out that way? And sure enough, last summer ended up being fourth most uh, humid because it was a very warm and humid um, mm-hmm. uh, August into September. If I recall mm-hmm. the way, the way it turned out, you know, th- it was the fourth most humid, but I also found out though, that the number of uh, hours, and we count hours because that's just the way that they that they uh, tabulated on the uh, on the site I was looking at. Uh, the number of hours with dew points above seventy wasn't as high as what I thought. I'm thinking, well, that's interesting. I know it was humid. I'm thinking, let's go the other way. Let's look at the number of hours where we had dew points. Um, when we had dew points, I think I did it under sixty, so it would be kind of a break from the humidity. I right. forget how I did it, but anyway. It really told the story. Oh, the story. Okay. We didn't have very many breaks from the humidity. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that 65 degree dew point, it was consistently humid all summer. We didn't break many, you know, dew point days above 70, but we didn't have many breaks either. And I was looking back and it hadn't happened very often. If you go to my weather blog, you can see all the, all the years there, but I think it was 20, 2010, 2018 and 1995 were the summers that were that were higher up in the list. So mm-hmm. consistently humid summer last year. Um, on top of all that, we, you know, we didn't break any records. It was just kind of flatlined, mm-hmm. right? Super humid. So I, I use that and I'm thinking, all right, well, what about this year? Well, this year, because, you know, we're, we're talking about this and it's what the middle of June and right. we haven't had, we've had some humidity, but we haven't had any consistently no. 65, 70 Mm-mm. degree humid days. So I compared last year through at this point in June. Last year in June, we had already had, I think I tabulated like 71 hours at the end of June last year with the dew point above 70. So 71 hours is a fairly a long a, time. Yeah. A long time. Mm-hmm. And so far, it hasn't happened once yet this year. We haven't had a dew point above 70. Oh. So I'm thinking, wow, we've we have a long way to go. You know, long way to go. We can make up for it, but I don't think we'll make up for it here this month or into maybe early July. It'll take a lot longer and a big pattern shift for us to have a summer as humid as last summer. I remember one summer in particular, it was before Noah was born. So that was 1997. So that would Mm -hmm. have to be one of the years that you highlighted. And I think it was 1994 as being Mm -hmm. the most humid that you found in most categories, is my memory serving me right? 
it was, I'm 95 had the 95. most hours with uh, dew points above 70. And okay. it, mm-hmm. when you look at the average, it was, it was off the charts as well. Um, we also had a dew point in 95. It was July. I think it was the 10th of dew point of 82. Yes. So I remember if you remember that, that. Oh, like it was yesterday. I remember yeah. going to, out to my, uh, to my mailbox and it was in the uh, um, relatively early evening. The sun probably hadn't mm-hmm. quite gone down yet. And remember trying to breathe and it was like you were breathing in water. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, wow, all of the water molecules were displacing so many of the oxygen molecules to make it into your lungs that it felt like like I was in an aquarium. Right, right. And and those are the kind of dew points you normally get maybe in the Gulf of Mexico every once in a while. Yeah. Or if you look at the uh, the surface observations around the Persian Gulf, right? It, it, that's mm-hmm. a good exercise for anybody to do. And there's a couple websites, and you see on the Persian Gulf, they'll have dew points like at 85, 88, oh, that's consistently. Yeah. Of course, there they have temperatures of 110. So do the math. That's <laughs> oh my. You know, you got heat index readings there of 140, 150, what have you. So uh, really interesting there. Um, but yeah, dew point of 82. Hopefully that never happens again. I remember walking out and going back into the house, air conditioned house, thinking, I got to change my shirt. It's, it's from just a walk to the, <laughs> to the uh, uh, mailbox. It was crazy. Oh, Andre, you froze up for a second. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll have to make a, uh, that's all right. Let's pick it up there uh, where I talked about, Walking to the to the mailbox and and I had to change my shirt and thinking mm-hmm. it was crazy. Yeah, I mean it was unreal. I remember that. Um, I remember I was home from college that year and uh, thinking dew point of eighty. You got to be kidding mm-hmm. me! Like mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier. You know, it's that stuff you, you see in the Middle East, Persian right. Gulf dew right. point of eighty five, temperature one hundred and twenty, which won't happen here, but um, or, or or along the Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. But the dew point above above that, I mean, that's something. And that might have been the only year that happened since then. There might have been another one. But anyway, yeah, 95 is top on the list. And last year was ranked fourth, which I found really fascinating. I've got a friend who um, occasionally will get called out to go on a rig, an oil rig, rigs that mm-hmm. they are building in the Persian Gulf. And they have to live there for a couple of uh, couple of weeks as they drive mm-hmm. The these piles in into the floor, the ocean floor there, mm-hmm. and uh, he said it is absolutely indescribable the level of humidity. He said you'll walk out onto the platform to take a look at something, and then go back into your quarters and have to change because he said you're soaked from the level of um, moisture that's in the air. That's crazy. And even, even out there, I mean, I'm sure they have a lot of wind too, but I'm sure that doesn't help any. It just makes it worse. Right. Yeah. You're just <laughs> driving the aquarium water at you right. as, instead right. of sur- being surrounded by it. Well, very interesting. Thanks for digging into that, uh, that world. And of course, at the end of the summer, we'll tap your brain and see how we ended up. Any forecasts you think for the, the, uh, where, where we'll be with the humidity well, levels? I, you know, it'll be, I think, I think the big tipping point will be, two, well, two things. One, how quickly do we start to get into these 65 and 70 degree dew points, obviously. And mm-hmm. I don't think that really happens in earnest until early July, personally, just right. looking at the pattern. 
And then how long it lasts into early September, you know, we could end up having, we talked about this earlier on your podcast, kind of a backloaded warm, um, you know, warm uh, and very humid end of summer. So my guess, I don't think it'll be top five. Um, Mm -hmm. It might end up top 10, depending on how it ends up, but top five at this stage in the game, we would really need to have something real significant. So top 10, I think might be about as high as we get. Okay. Scott, thanks for joining me and uh, come back and uh, we'll do it again. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Summertime dew points that are on the excessively high side, something that gets our attention, especially east of the Rockies. It's not so much a problem for places like Denver and Albuquerque and even West Texas, where the dew points are much drier. The heat is, or at least seems a little easier to take. But when those dew points begin to climb into the 70s, your body's air conditioning system, better known as sweat, does not work as efficiently. And that's why it is such an uncomfortable proposition when we start seeing dew points climb through the 60s and into the 70s. It's something we'll watch very carefully as we head into this summer period. Well, one of the things I failed to do on Friday, the last most recent Open Line Friday episode, was to brag about my supporters of Weather Jazz. So I'm going to take time to do it right now. Special thanks to those of you that continue to partner to support Weather Jazz, Neil and Don Manasa from Virginia, Victoria Singer from Vermont, Kian Galunas from Vermont, from Tennessee, Andrea Rich. From Florida, Bill Martin. And in the great state of Ohio, Dale Osborne. Will and Tonya Kraus and family. Brian and Christine Barnes. And Rose Moore. So long as season two continues to roll out episodes here on Weather Jazz, I will always brag about those that are really making Weather Jazz the program that it is with all of the elements and all of the bells and the whistles that I'm able to provide because of this very elite group of people that have stepped alongside with me here on Weather Jazz. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Well, coming up on Science Wednesday, we get back into our solar system study. And the next one, as I mentioned, is really something we don't know a lot about, and that is the Oort cloud. It's the hypothesized Oort cloud. Where is it? What is it? What does it consist of? Or at least what do astronomers think it consists of? Is there any evidence that it's out there? Lots of interesting questions, but I rather suspect that when we're done with the Oort cloud on Wednesday... We'll be scratching our heads because I think we may end up with more questions than answers. But sometimes that's what science does. We have still yet to look at the sun. That's going to be interesting. Planet Earth, that too will be interesting. And our own moon. We've not avoided them. We've saved those for last because I think... We'll probably end up having many episodes on each one of these because, well, we have not only a ton of questions for each one, but we know a little bit more because because those targets are simply very, very close to us. We know a little bit more about them. But it's interesting. 
that recently I've been doing some digging on the sun. When we get to the sun, we may end up having more questions than answers. As much as we know about our favorite star, we suddenly realize we don't know a lot about it, too. Oh, this is going to be an interesting study once we get to the sun. But the next visit on Wednesday, the Oort Cloud. We'll see you then. Weather and science across the globe.